Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So, one of the things we know we're supposed to do as parents is educate our kids about, you know, what it's like to be like when they're no longer in our home. And that would require a rudimentary understanding of money. But, you know, the world of money has changed from what it used to be. You could argue that it's not that important anymore to teach kids how to balance a checkbook because they'll say, Mommy, what's a check? And uh, so it's a world that's evolving. Online banking is more real to more people than going into a teller and saying hello to your local bank ever was. And as the world is evolving and the concept of money itself is changing for some people, this idea of what we teach our kids and how do we break it down to the elementals of saving and spending and being cautious to some extent, but also having a good time are the kinds of concepts that are discussed in this latest book and National Geographic, no matter what they publish, no matter what they publish, it's always fabulous. It always has the best photographs. It always has the best words. It always has the best, I don't know, what you. What do you call these things, graphics? So joining us now are Sarah Wassner Flynn and the award-winning financial educator and radio TV host who I am sure you know, even though you don't know you know, Alvin Hall, because their latest book, which is a collaboration, is called Not So Common Sense, Stuff Your Parents Wish They Knew at Your Age, Super Duper, Important Facts About Money You Can't Afford to Miss. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Alvin. Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello. Thank you. Happy to be here, Lisa. Thank you. Is Sarah here too? We have both of you? Or- Sarah, I think she should be here. I thought she was here, but I can't uh, yes, hear I'm her. Here. Okay. Got can we you got you both? Now? Yes. Now, now I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? How often do we say that in the course of the day? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, that's right. Somebody should write a book called Can You Hear Me Now? That's a good book title. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, hi, guys. So, you wrote this book. Sarah, you have to tell me, Mm -hmm. why did this book come to be? Who had the idea that kids needed to know this stuff? Oh, that's such a great question. I do have to give credit to my amazing editor, Ariane, who uh, three years ago, or maybe even longer than that, uh, we, we were shooting around topics, and she's like, money it's so important for kids and like we need a money book and 
I have kids myself and I know how important money is for them. Um, so that kind of planted the seed and then it kind of took off from there as to what to include in this book. There's 160 yeah. pages. So I was able to do like a big deep dive into the evolution, the history of money, the culture of money, how money is viewed and seen around the world. Uh, and a lot of fun stuff in there. And then there's a lot of practical information, like how to spend and save and earn and do all of the right things so that when you're an adult, you're going to be super smart about money. So it was a yeah, fun project for sure. It's a very fun, the, the graphics are fabulous. And what I like about it, what I like about it is as a book, it's not laden with value judgments about how important it may be to be rich or richer than rich. It's just about mm-hmm. money. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 not yeah, like the I mean, com- it's not like the comic book, you know, Richie Rich, let's figure out how to become the richest person in the world. It's not telling you that. It's just saying money is a basic fact of life. And here's some things you really need to know mm-hmm. about it, but it's saying it in a very kid-friendly way. Well, yeah, thank you. That's, that was really important for me to make this book accessible for all kids from all backgrounds. And, you know, some kids um, have relatives who may give them money to start you know, a savings account, and some kids don't have that. So we wanted to give it practical information that's um, – applicable to kids from all socioeconomic backgrounds. So I'm glad that you say that because that was important for me. Yeah, yeah, it is that way. Um, So Alvin Hall, you've made a career out of teaching people about money. Um, And and, and let me hear about that. Like, how do you, why why has teaching people about money become your life's work? Uh, I was one of those people who was raised without money. And so I was raised in the Florida panhandle in a rural area where there was no money at all. Um, we had to make do. So over my lifetime, when I took a job on Wall Street, that was when I started to understand the importance of money, especially mm-hmm. earning money and how, what, you, what do you do when you uh, earn money, when you save it, spend it. And all of that wisdom I gained from my early days, from the mistakes that I made when I was in college and immediately when I got my first job, those that wisdom stayed with me. So I decided probably in the late 90s to start sharing this knowledge with the public, and I wrote a series of books about money. And then in 2000, I think it was nine or somewhere around there, maybe before that, I wrote a children's book called Show Me the Money. Yeah. And that book was uh, translated into 22 foreign language editions. And to write that book, I wanted to get into the mind of a child. So I talked to developmental psychologists about what would the child learn at this age? What would a child learn when they're older? And I found interacting with people and how they responded to this information so exhilarating that I have continued in that area. And this book, Not So Common Sense, really is the type of book that I find exciting because parents can use it depending upon where their child is developmentally to create a pathway toward learning money without having to go through the book in sequence. Okay. Well, and do you think, uh, Alvin Hall, that our culture, our society is actually too obsessed with money? I think that we see 
things that rich people do in the papers all the time. The television shows emphasize this. So we all are aware of money. And children who watch what we do with money are aware of this too. I think capitalism and the way it manifests itself may have gone to an extreme. But that doesn't mean that has to exist in your household. Mm -hmm. You are the person who sets the tone in your house. And therefore, you teach the lesson that you want your children to carry forth about the role of money in their lives, in their families, and the groups in which they live. So I do think society shows us one picture, but books like this help you create the world that you want within your family. And so, Alvin Hall, what is the essential, what are some of the essential facts about money that a 10-year-old child should know? One, that money is a tool. It's not the be-all and end-all. With this tool, if you learn how to use it well and properly, like any tool, you can use it to save money. You can use it to acquire things. You can use it to build toward the life that you want. And with the help of your parents and other relatives, you can see its relevance to your education, your future happiness, and your job. And you can make decisions and set priorities that are good for you. But it really starts at the very beginning with the 10-year-old helping them to open a savings account, maybe giving them allowance or paying them for chores, and then helping them to understand how to allocate money for different things. What are some of the biggest mistakes that parents make, Alvin, uh, that warp a kid's relationship with money or that don't properly prepare them? I think some of the mistakes are, one, thinking that they're, they're going to use their children to make up all the money problems that they had when oh they boy. were children, all the things that that's they were That's a terrible thing. When they that, were children. Oh, that's, that's a terrible thing. They say, oh, I didn't have this as a child, so I'm going to make sure my ch- child never has to worry about this. Oh, and what I they see. ignore is their children's money personality. Just because you felt that way doesn't mean your child is going to feel that way. Mm. And that's being objective about the emotions that your child brings to money situations. Now, when you give a child money, you can note sometimes if a parent watches carefully how some children save, some children spend, some children are different, different to money. Use money in a way that's appropriate. Help your children learn how to use money in a way that's appropriate for them, not for you. So that leads to a conversation about what we would colloquially call spoiling one's kids, right? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right? So you see that a lot. You see that... Other families make judgments about other parents who they think give their kids, for example, a Mercedes-Benz on their 16th birthday. You know, I see that personally. I'm making a value judgment, Alvin and Sarah, that I think that that's gross. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay? Personally. Mm -hmm. Because it is such an exorbitantly expensive, luxurious car that clearly the child could never have earned themselves that you're handing the child sort of the outcome, right, the end result of someone's labor yes. or whatever, and you're basically saying you didn't earn it, but you can have it. And not only that, but it is a tool that can also be a lethal weapon for a 16-year-old. There are so many different mm-hmm. ways in which I find that kind of behavior mm-hmm. to be gross, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. But, but you, you see what well, I mean? I mean, yeah, just to ahead. bring it back to the book, yeah, yeah. Just, just to bring it back to the book, Lisa, um, these are much younger readers. They're not driving. They're not 16 right. yet. But, That's right. Um, you know, I try, I, try to introduce, I try to introduce them to um, jobs and, and remind them that everybody has to start somewhere and really, in, you know, highlight the importance of hard work and earning your own money. Um, we don't really highlight, like I said, like not everybody has that rich uncle who can give them the money. So how are you going to make money? Are you going to do a lemonade stand? Are you going to... Um, pull weeds for your neighbor? Are you going to do something eventually online and start a business, of course, with your parents' permission? So that was my hope, was that um, I want my kids to work. I'm definitely not buying them a Mercedes when they turn 16. So I want them to have their own money. And, um, you know, I think that one thing our generation can teach the next generation is that value of really hard work. Um, don't get me started on influencers who get paid just to open boxes <laughs> online, you know? I want them to. I want them to work and to, um, you know, be respectful of employers and everything like that. So that's what I hope that this book will instill in, in our readers. Well, and also, what's hopeful? You have a page called "Going Broke." What happens if you run out mm-hmm. of money? And you and you say from mm-hmm. rags to riches, which is essentially riches to rags to riches again, right? Famous figures who have filed <laughs> yeah. for bankruptcy and bounced right. back. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you wouldn't, maybe you would know or you wouldn't know. Abraham Lincoln and Walt Disney and Lady Gaga are just among a few of the very well-known people throughout history who have gone bankrupt or claimed bankruptcy. Um, and that was just kind of like a fun way of showing kind of like motivation. So maybe a kid has parents or relatives who are down on their luck and they can say, okay, this isn't the end-all be-all. Like, you know, you can, you can rebound. Well, I like, Alvin, what you said about money being a tool. No, that's really good because my mother used to always say money is round. And what she meant by that was Mm -hmm. people's bank accounts wax and wane in life. It is normal for for people to Mm -hmm. have times when they are richer and poorer and richer and poorer, and it doesn't define character, and it should not be a criteria in who you choose as a friend or a spouse or anything. That's the way I was raised. That it's that it's just exactly. one, you know. But and I and I think that your book reflects that to some extent. You're not judging people by the amount of wealth they have at one time, but you are saying, and it is important to say that the element of money and one's, as you said, money personality, 
has an impact overall on a, on a person's life. I mean, after you have a certain amount of money, it no longer makes you happy. But nobody, nobody likes being poor. It's not, it's not a fun state condition to be in. It's a reality for some people, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's not fun. And if you can not be poor, it's probably overall better, right, than being poor. Mm-hmm. Yes, having been raised poor, I can tell you that's true. Right, that's um, true. Right, because yeah. it took. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it is because once you have achieved a certain level of financial security, you give yourself options. If, as you say, things go wrong, which it happens in everybody's life, you have a safety net. You have built your own safety net, so you can take a breath, breathe, and make a smarter decision based on the wisdom you've gained about yourself and about the mistake that you made with money. You get smarter at each step. I always say I don't like for people to be captive to their money mistakes because we all make them. You forgive yourself, you pick yourself up, and you move forward to a smarter financial decision. You know, I really love this book, and I love that you have this book, and I hope parents buy it and grandparents buy it, Not So Common Sense, National Geographic Kids. And one of the reasons is this. So in my other life, guys, I'm a probate judge. And, you know, probate court is where the rubber meets the road when it comes to money. And one of the things that I see, one of the things that I have noticed, observed, is that every family has their own culture around their own money. And some families, some families will do their own estate plan, and I'm talking about people in their 70s and 80s. They'll do their own estate plan, and they will not consult, nor will they inform their adult children about anything having to do with the wealth that they have amassed in their life, even though the children are going to inherit it one day. And, and other families mm-hmm. are the opposite. They're very open about it. And there's not necessarily a right or wrong way, but I do think having a book like this and starting young with kids helps you figure out what is your culture, what is your attitude about money. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it opens people, I think, to the possibility of talking. One of the things I love are the last chapters of this book where you read about uh, what people do with money, you read about the pursuit of money, but you also there are questions that come up as you read those chapters. And I'm hoping that as people read this book, it will open them up to discussing money much more openly and modeling better behavior in their families. Yeah, you have challenges. Find a penny. You have different challenges. You talk about whiz kids. Yes. And then the gigs, make the money, pet sitting, yard cleanup, lemonade stand. It's good. You You give kids advice and you give them ideas. It's good. And yeah, it's, fun. it's aspir- aspirational, fun, practical ideas that they can start today if they wanted to, and then also big, big ideas that you know they can dream of in the future. But um, that was again important to me to have some takeaway from this book. And you know, it's a book; it's not interactive. Kids are so used to their screens and their gadgets where they can just play, and so we wanted to have some interactivity in the book just to make um, make them even more engaged. Well, I want to thank you, Sarah. I want to thank you, Alvin, Alvin Hall, for coming on today. We love talking with the National Geographic authors. They're always of such high quality. And whatever it is you do in your publishing house, let me tell you, you stand alone with that yellow binder. You guys stand alone in the quality of your books. I mean, we, we're always talking with well, the people you. who write the books on, you know, Sylvia Earle, The Great Explorers, and, you uh-huh. know, you're, 
Oh, all your series and whatever you do, it's very <laughs> high quality. Who, who's behind you? Is National Geographic its own standalone company or are you owned by a bigger company? Who, who are you? Um, yeah, National Geographic is its own company and they've been publishing books for, um, I don't know, countless like decades at this Forever. point. Um, yep. so it's, it's a small but mighty staff and they pump out lots of, from the kids' perspective, there's so many books under so many different subjects. So whatever your kid is interested in, you'll find a book from National Geographic about it. Even money. Who knew? But now, now knew? we have a book about money. <laughs> and also it was printed in South Korea. Shout out to South Korea. I'm obsessed with K-dramas. So shout out to South Korea. They printed it in South Korea. <laughs> All right, guys, thank thank you very much for being on the show today. Be well. The book is not so common sense. Great. Thank you, Meg. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com. 